Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys, we talk to authors about their first time writing a book, and our goal with this show is to help new and aspiring authors, I call them authors in transformation, to help identify some of those gremlins that might come up as you're writing a book and come up with some strategies to head them off at the path so that you can hold your book in your hands. And with us today from, uh, from, from hopefully sunny Kirkland, Washington, is Diana Lynn. <laughs> Diana is the author of Pieces of Me, Life of a Recovering Dysfunctional. We've all uh, got a little recovering dysfunctional in us. So, Diana, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your book. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be a part of the show today. Um, my book, Pieces of Me, Life of a Recovering Dysfunctional, is basically a collection of short stories that I've written over the years. Um, I have had a bunch of experiences that have happened in my life, and I started feeling like maybe I should put these books, these little stories together and create a book. Um, so finally, after many years of planning and thinking about doing it, I finally decided it's time to jump in and actually write the book. Um, so it's just really stories about kind of overcoming the difficulties that we all face in life and um, just to try and encourage people to move forward and not get stuck. You know, it, it seems like when something bad or difficult or challenging happens in our life, a lot of times we kind of get stuck in that moment. And I just want to encourage people to move forward um, and, and get through each of these events that, that happen in our lives. So it's just a series of stories that can try and help people move forward. So, Diana, I know that you are an entrepreneur and a life coach. What came first for you? was? Did you decide to write the book first, or did you become a coach and see the book as a way to help you grow your business? What was that relationship like? Well, what's funny is by trade, um, I was a bookkeeper. I was doing bookkeeping for a lot of small businesses. And in that, I found that I was starting to do more coaching type things. I, I think there's a trust that comes when, when you're the bookkeeper of a business. Mm-hmm. And people started asking me for advice and to kind of help them get through these troubles. Um, so really, it, it kind of they kind of simultaneously happened because originally I I didn't put the two together. I wrote as a hobby. I just liked writing. I I find there's something so therapeutic about sitting down at the computer and just writing and crying it all out and, you know, just getting everything down. So I kind of took that as its own thing and then the coaching as its own thing, Um it's just recently, in, in 2011, I seriously said, this is it. I've been talking about writing a book for 10 years, and you know, I keep saying next year, next year, next year. So in 2011, I said, this is it. I'm going to try and be a writer. If, if nothing happens, then I'll stop, but, but I'm going to quit just talking about it, and I'm going to do something. Um, and when I wrote the book, then all of a sudden, once the book was out, I put them together and said, oh, you know what? It's kind of the same thing. (laughs) That is very funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me what was the, a lot of people I coach, um, you know, I I coach people that want to write a book. And 
a lot of them have that same story that you just said. They've been talking about or thinking about or almost even knowing in their gut at some level that they were supposed to write a book. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be a process between knowing that and actually doing that. And it sounds like for you that was a decade or more. What mm-hmm. what pushed you over the edge, and and why do you think you did it when you did it, and not sooner or later or whatever? You know, I I sit there and I ask myself this all the time because at this point now I I I'm almost kicking myself. Why didn't I do it sooner? You know, but mm. I think everybody has the process, and and for me personally, I think a lot of it was confidence. You know, mm. I didn't. As a writer, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, it's so personal what you write, and and it becomes your baby. And all of a sudden, you're sharing your baby with the world. And what if the world says, "Ugh, look at your baby," you know? <laughs> like that's an ugly baby you got there. That is an ugly baby, you know. <laughs> and and so it's it's scary. I think it is a scary thing and what actually happened for me is I said okay well I know what my problem is I know I'm nervous to share my writing so I went and took some classes I went and took Mm. some writing classes at just a local community college and you know they teach you a few little skills on you know things to enhance your writing or to improve your writing and um, I incorporated that, and and once I started to see, okay, you know, these fine-tuned things that you need to do as a writer, when I started incorporating that into my writing, then all of a sudden I started feeling a little confident, like, okay, now I know. I know I'm I'm building some skills and some techniques to my writing that I didn't necessarily have before. Um, and then with that, I started going to a writer's group, um, and, you know, I'd say, you know, you probably need to be careful in joining a writer's group. You want to make sure you're getting into a group that, you know, kind of proceeds with caution and, you know, they're a little more kind-hearted when, when doing a critique of your writing. I mean, you could still tell somebody what to improve upon in a nicer way, you know, so, so mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. sure that you, you end up in that right group that you feel comfortable in and they're And did you, you experiment? Did you go to a different couple different groups to find the right one or did you get lucky with the first time out? <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is the first time I went to a a critique group, I had a woman and and this this is okay. So, I had this woman who critiqued one of my stories to the point where she took a red pen and she marked up the whole thing. And she said mm, she didn't like candy. this, she didn't like that, and she crossed out paragraphs. I mean, <laughs> she was so – the whole thing was covered in red, okay? And this was the first time I had ever shared one of my stories, okay? Talk Ooh. about putting somebody back, right? But here's uh-huh. here's the funny thing about this, and this is why I say, you know, like tread lightly when you're going to these critique groups because that same exact Story, I had turned into Chicken Soup for the Soul to um, see if maybe they'd be interested in publishing it in, in one of their books. Now, I had turned it into Chicken Soup for the Soul and then gone to this critique group, right? So I thought, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul is going to think I'm an idiot. What am I doing? I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking all these bad things because of this horrible critique I got. Um, mm-hmm. 
like a year later, I got an email from Chicken Soup for the Soul asking if they could use that story in one of their books. Wow. <laughs> With none of the changes she had suggested. It, not one change. She had, I had Ugh. submitted it before. So it's funny how this one woman, she kind of held me back because I became full of self-doubt and I, I just thought I didn't know what I was doing. And this is a woman who had been published before, so I assumed, well, she knows. You know, so I, I, I put all my books away and I actually mm-hmm. quit writing for um, about a year. I, I quit writing. It wasn't until I got that email from Chicken Soup for the Soul saying that they wanted my book. And that's when I went, oh, my, or my story. That's when I went, okay, you know what? I need to not listen to what these other people are saying, you know, and I just kind of need to follow my own path. And, and, it really gave me confidence getting that book accepted. Um, yeah, that's and from that, Yeah, and from that point forward, that's when it was like, okay, I'm I'm doing this thing. Like, I'm going to take it serious, and I'm really going to give it a try and, and see what I can do with my own book, with my own collection of, of stories, and, and just keep moving forward and not let somebody stop me. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful, powerful lesson. I'm in the middle of publishing a book right now, and the author I'm working with got sort of similar feedback uh, from a published author who she admired her work, and the the author was like, yeah, this is a mess. Here are the 20 ways I'd change it before, you know, this isn't ready to be published. What crazy publisher said that this is, you know, publishable? And it really can set, like, one person's feedback can so easily send all of us into a tailspin. And when you start to question that, it's like, you know, Hemingway got bad feedback. Like mm-hmm. everyone, you know, you are you are definitely not going to make everyone happy. So it's when you kind of can own that and say, I have a story to tell. I have something that's going to help, you know, help other people mm-hmm. with their, mm-hmm. you know, with their journey. And, you know, maybe it is or isn't a literary masterpiece, but that's, you know, that's not the only goal I have here is to satisfy every single critic out there. Right. So, right. And that's, yeah, it's I, so, it's, it's so impossible. And, you know, what I've learned in some of the critique groups that, that I've gone to that have been more of a fit for me is, you know, if, if you send out a piece of work and you show five people and one person picks out one thing and somebody picks out another thing, you don't necessarily have to change your work. But if you have, like, three or more people that all pick out the exact same thing, then mm. that's, that's something to question and say, hey, maybe I need to reword this or, or format this a little bit differently. You, you know, so what one person's opinion is, you can't put everything on that. You need to kind of go with the consensus, you know, if you have a group of people saying, hey, this one line doesn't make sense to me. Okay, change right. that line, you know. So what, <laughs> so what advice would you give to people that were interested in picking a group? What would you say to look for or listen for or be careful about if someone's trying to pick a writer's group for the first time? You know, with the group that I'm in now that I, I really like, they have a rules, and they tell you up front when you join the group, these are the rules to the feedback that we give. And and one of the rules is addressing things as I feel, 
I feel like, you know, I, I got confused here or something where it's not, it's it's just more gentle instead of, you didn't make sense here. You screwed this up. You know, you know, it's it's all in the wording, really. And as writers, I think we could all appreciate that. But it's um, a group that is a good group should have some set of rules for giving feedback. It, at least that's my experience. And it feels like this group that I'm in now, it's so different than writers groups I've gone to before. So I would just say, you know, do how do they critique people? Are there any rules around how they critique people? It, are there limits? Like we have, you can't bring more than like a thousand words because you don't want to be sitting in a critique group and listen to one person tell their story for, for the entire minutes. time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, a, a level of respect for all the writers that are that are within the group. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. Okay, so let's turn a little bit to um, your publishing process. So when did you start thinking about how you would publish? Had you already finished your manuscript before you started thinking about it, or how did that work for you? Um, I had finished the book. I, I Once I got the book finished to the point where I'm done writing, there's still the process of, you know, sending it out to be edited and getting a cover and all that good stuff. But as soon as I was done with the actual writing, I started looking into publishers and publishing and the best way for me to publish. Um, quite honestly, I, I I was shocked at how much of of the fee goes to a a publisher versus mm. you as the writer, <laughs> you know. Um, so for me personally, I ended up going with uh, Create Space, which is, uh, I believe, affiliated with Amazon.com. And mm-hmm. I just self-published the book. I just, after doing the research, it made more sense for me. It's my first book. I'm just getting out there, you know. Um, as a, a new writer, I, I don't have a lot of money to spend on the marketing portion yet. So it, it just made sense to go to um, Amazon, to go to CreateSpace. It's it's fairly simple process. You know, you just upload your book um, and then you upload your cover. And, you know, there are a few other little technical things, but it literally walks you through step by step. And then your book is up. Your book is on Amazon.com and it's mixed in with everybody else's book. Nobody would know that my book was self-published compared to the book right next to it, you know, it, it the way Amazon has it set up, um, it's even as simple as one of my friends or somebody could go on to Amazon and they could purchase my book. They just buy one book at a time. There's no need for me as the author to purchase 5,000 books or even 500 books in advance. They will just do a one-by-one. Mm-hmm. And how did you make some decisions about, like, the cover or some of the marketing that goes into the publishing side of things, the back cover or, you know, things like that? With the cover, I actually hired um, a friend of mine who does marketing, and um, he's been working with other book publishers, and he just had a a good understanding and a good knowledge of, of what I needed to do for the front cover. And then also something as simple as, you know, on the side of the book where um, 
it has the name of your book down the back side. It, uh-huh. It, it, it's like even something like that. Well, you got to make sure that that you're perfectly aligned and that, that your title doesn't somehow end up on the back cover or on the front cover. There's there's a lot of little technical things in even the way you cut the book cover to make sure that everything lines up properly and you know your USB doesn't end up on the front, you know? <laughs> like there are, right. there, there there's all these technical things. So I actually hired somebody to handle the book cover and and to help me with that part of it. And if you were to think about the investment that you've made in your book um, in terms of, you know, hiring people or paying for services, how much would you say that you've spent on the whole project? Mm, I would say it's under a couple thousand dollars as far as, you know, I, I hired an editor and then I hired somebody to design the cover and I also had somebody that formatted the inside of the book as well, you know, to, to make sure that that looked proper. Um, so there's mm-hmm. little things like that. It, it wasn't more than a thousand. I'm going to say probably around $1,500 probably for everything. And quite honestly, it it's worth every penny. I mean, I feel like I got a screaming deal really with the – the editor and the person that I used to do the cover. So um, I think it's worth it because if you're self-publishing especially, um, nobody is looking at your book. You know, if you have a typo or if you have a mistake in there, you could have read that book a hundred times and gone over that same typo every single time. Um, And you just won't see it. You just won't see it. I mean, and you know, it, it gets to the point where, when you've written a book, you practically have the book memorized. So half the time, I don't even think I'm reading the lines, you know, so I, I'm not seeing it as clearly. But when you hire an editor, that's specifically what they're there to do, you know, so they will catch. And, and she did. I thought that I had edited this a million times. I had taken it to my critique group, and they had edited it. And there were still little things where – I would try and say the word then, and I put them. You know, just uh-huh. little things where the word's not even wrong. So it's not like you're, you know, it's not finding a wrong word. It's the right word. It's just the wrong word. You know what I mean? It's the right thing. Right. So it, there are things like that that an editor will pick up that you might not pick up because you've read it so many times. For sure. Okay, so um, let's talk about your outcomes. Tell me when you published your book. When did it go live? It went out July 19th. Okay, so you're, um, I guess, not quite six months in. Um, right. What What have the last five months, uh, what have they been like in terms of your book? What are some of the reactions you've gotten? Where have you shared your book? Tell me about that. Um, I would say it's it's kind of a funny little thing because, of course, you know, you hope to instantly sell two million books and to be on Oprah and to be on Ellen and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know, uh-huh. but that, that, that doesn't actually happen instantly. And um, so it's kind of been a process. I, I think as a new writer, I just want everything to happen now and I, I just want to look and see that I've sold you know, 500 copies today, you know, and, and that's not necessarily happening. Um, but I think where I'm getting my most joy is I've had people come back and make comments about particular stories within the book. 
I had uh, one woman tell me that one of the stories changed her life. It changed her mm. whole view on how she was approaching a certain subject. And to me, like, I can't think of anything better. There, yeah, there, that's that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is, of course, yeah, it would be great to make some money on the book, but the feedback from the people, that's been the thing that has given me the most joy. So, you know, you just never know. And somebody might pick up your book, and, and what's funny is it's the people I least expect are the ones that come back and say, wow, you know, this has really changed my thinking or my view or, you know, whatever it it might be. And and for me, that's kind of priceless, you know, mm-hmm. so... You know, and the book the book is doing well. I'm I'm still selling copies and it's it's still going and I, I just I love it. I think it's so much fun. I'm I'm already getting the thoughts for book number two and what what to do next, you know, but um really the How are so people much. finding your book? Are they just um, finding it on their own on Amazon or have you heard any interesting ways people have found it? Um, people are going on Amazon. I'm on Facebook, and I'll go on there and tell them. I, I have it in a few bookstores now, so um, some people are able to go to a few bookstores around my area and purchase the book. And that was just a matter of me literally just walking in with my book, asking these people if they would be interested in having a book from a local author. There's a lot of bookstores that are interested and will take books from a local author. And are these uh, independent book bookstores, or are they just like your local Barnes and Noble kind of thing? I, I haven't tried a Barnes and Noble. I've actually heard Barnes and Noble won't take the the local, but you know, it, it, they're independent bookstores that are just some are real small. There are a couple that are are bigger bookstores here, but again, I I think they're independent bookstores. Got it. And um, have you done, do you do any speaking or any online promotion of your book? Are there other ways you've kind of promoted the book or launched the book that have led people to you? No, the, I've I've only done some networking events. You know, I, I go to networking events all the time, and I've been promoting my book through there. I haven't done any speaking engagements specifically for the book at this point. Sometimes I do speaking, but I don't necessarily. I haven't incorporated the book in to that yet. Hmm. But really, it's just Facebook and going out and talking to people, and now it's getting to be a little bit of word of mouth. You know, friends will tell friends, and then they'll go ahead and and purchase the book. That's nice. So how about personally and emotionally for you? How do you feel? Do you feel like an author? Do you introduce yourself differently? Has being an author changed anything for you in your personal life, internal life? You know, what's funny is I I don't think I'm quite there in the sense of viewing myself as an author. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't I guess I don't know what I think an author should be. Maybe, you know, somebody who's who's famous and on Oprah. Maybe that's somebody that I would go, Oh, they're an author you know. Mm-hmm. But for me I get I get nervous and I still say, Yeah, you know, I've I've written this book and People will say, "Oh, this is Diana. She's an author." And every time, I just go, "Oh, geez, you know, like." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> so yeah, funny. Yeah. But that, you know, so so I think that might for me. I think that's going to take a little while to get used to. But now that I've got this book out, I feel like I, I sure I am. I should be able to say that and feel confident in saying that I have a book out and I've sold some books and you know I'm working on book number two. So maybe it's getting to be that time where it's okay to say that out loud. Yeah, I think it is, girl. <laughs> so, um, so here's the thing. Um, I always, at this point in the interview, like to take some time for you um, to imagine that you are um, alone with one of our listeners, and they're telling you that they really want to write a book, but they can't seem to make time. They can't seem to get it done. They get worried that they're going to be seen in a way that might make them uncomfortable. And all their little gremlin thoughts are coming up. And I would love for you to talk directly to someone like this and give some advice. As someone who's gotten themselves through that by hook or by crook, what advice would you leave people with who want to write a book um, but maybe are getting stopped in some way? You know, it, it sounds so simple, but I'm just going to say this. Just do it. Just do it. Just take the time to write something out and I know people say that they they don't have time but but there's always time it's it's a matter of priority if you make it a priority to say hey I'm just going to write 15 minutes a day you know just just get going once once you give yourself that time to say okay I'm going to turn on a little timer and I'm going to write for 15 minutes and when that timer dings I'll stop at least you've started the process. And maybe when that timer dings, you're flowing and, and you want to keep going. So I would say just find the time, make the time, make it a priority. And I, I think the most important thing that happened to me for me was to go get some classes, go take a class, get some background, you know, um, take a class at a local community college join a writer's group, become a part of the industry that you want to be in. I think once you start getting comfortable and you start building your craft and you know find some of these fine-tuned points of becoming a writer, a little more confidence will come out, and then you'll be willing to share your stories a little bit more. It, it's movement. You have to do something towards following this goal and this dream. And if you do that, you'll be surprised at how quickly you will unfold and end up with a book. Yeah, I think that's true. So much of it is momentum and forward motion and um, and also just being really clear on what you want. And when you find that there's something that's inconsistent, like I want a book but I don't want my mom to read it, um, is to kind of take the take the time to do that work on the obstacles and remove those obstacles. Identify, don't be afraid of them. Identify them and remove them so you can get back to the business of writing. I think people try and push through them instead of taking some time to, to kind of process what's stopping mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that I think that is just very helpful advice. Um why don't you take uh, just one last minute and tell us one of the stories in your book that um, just just on your gut makes you think this is a story um, that might help these listeners. I'm sure there's lots of great stories in your book. 
She's, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I was just looking through my book last night and going, okay, if I had to pick one story yeah. <laughs> as my favorite story or one that sticks out, what would it be? But it's so hard, you know, when every story be becomes your baby. They're they're all important. Um, but I think one of my favorite stories within the book that I think stands out here was um, the whole reason I wrote this book in the first place was my very first story was about me. Um, I was pregnant when I was 18 years old, and I ended up dropping out of high school to raise the baby. And um, as the baby started to get a little older, I started realizing, you know, I need to have more. I need to have a better life so this child could have a better life. So with that, I sat down and I wrote a list of goals. I wrote a list of everything that I wanted in life. And every day I would look at that list and I would do one thing towards achieving one of those goals. So it finally got to the point where I, I went back to school and I graduated and I ended up, you know, building a successful business, self-employed. And, you know, life life over time, it's not instant, life over time, I, I ended up achieving every goal that was on that list wow. that I wrote when I was a kid, you know. So I, I would just say to somebody who's out there right now, get out there, make your list, figure out everything you have to do to achieve your goal, and just every day just do one thing. Just do one thing. You're continually moving forward. Just do one thing. And before you know it, you're going to achieve that goal. Fantastic. Well, that's a wonderful way to end the show. Uh, Diana, what website can people go to if they want to learn more about you? If they want to learn more, they could go to www.recoveringdysfunctional.com. Terrific. Well, thanks, everybody. That was Book Journeys Radio. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.